Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence Strong Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lima, mind body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number six of Confidence from Within. And in today's episode, I am going to talk about the topic of gratitude which is one of those things that I've always wanted to talk about, but it wasn't until the last couple of years that I developed a deeper and more profound understanding of the powers of gratitude, especially when it comes to propelling healing to a much deeper and profound way. So to get us going... I am actually going to share with you a story that I have not shared before, at least not in a really public way, like a podcast. And that is the story of the very first time that I felt gratitude rushing through my body. The first time that I felt, okay, now I know what this feels like. And that goes all the way back to 2012. So I'm going to get to it in just a second. But the one thing that I wanted to sort of qualify as we get going here is that when I'm talking about gratitude, specifically in the context of having this profound experience, you know, to yield healing and propel you forward in your life and your goals, I am actually not talking about being grateful for when things go the way you planned, right? So say you were planning, I don't know, to have a big promotion at work and it worked and you're grateful. Yes, that's absolutely true and fine. But what I'm talking about here is gratitude in a way that your body is in full congruence with what is that your brain is completely neutral about the positive and the negative outcomes, the support and the challenges in life. I'm talking about gratitude, as I described at the beginning, in this profounder way that is not attached to the labels are good or bad. They're a true embodiment of the beautiful energy, that beautiful vibration, and what that means to you health-wise and, you know, to your mindset and all those things. So as we go through it, I'll give you more details about what I mean. But I just wanted to qualify that I'm not here to describe, you know, make this wish list and push through it and then just list things you're happy about at the end of the day. I'm talking about a deeper experience with the energy of gratitude and that's what I like to sort of share with you so you can look for those ways in your life as well. So here's the story. The story started early, I'd say early October and this is 2012 and 
probably late September, early October. And that's when I discovered that I was about to undergo spinal surgery. And the initial thought when my MRI results came back and, you know, I was able through, you know, family connections to get quite a bit of support. My uncle is a neurosurgeon and he was able to look at my MRI results and realize that I, it would be best for me to kind of like get rushed into surgery. And living in Canada, that was not going to be a possibility. I would probably be or would have been on a waiting list for a couple of years. So by speaking to my family, speaking to my doctor in Canada, we all agreed that it would have been best if I could go back home for surgery. I had been living in Canada since 2004. This is 2012. And the thought of going back for surgery was let's just say at best, like terrifying to me back in 2012. But arrangements are made and, you know, the situation just kind of like worked out and off we go to Brazil, myself and my sister, because of course you're going back to a country that speaks Portuguese and my husband being Canadian born wouldn't be able to communicate, especially in the hospital. So my sister was kind enough to take the trip with me and the trip itself and you know the bonding experience my sister and I had is something I cherish so deeply but you know this is not what I'm uh, sharing here today what I would like to touch on is actually what happened during my experience going to surgery and I'm only telling you this because it seems like a, a movie that that probably couldn't be true, but it is. That's exactly how things happened. And I'm sharing this with you too because I think it's a really good story besides the fact that it leads to my first experience of embodying gratitude. So the whole adventure really started as we land in the Brazilian airport. And I'm not sure if you can picture what European cars look like. They're small, right? The trunk is maybe just big enough for one suitcase. And that's the same style of cars that most people have in Brazil. So it was my sister and I. So the family had to come and to grandparents, grandma from the other side as well, uh, and bring multiple cars to be able to accommodate her two large luggages. So there's two vehicles and you know, five people there. And we arrived, unfortunately, really late. So this is way after midnight. Obviously a little past the grandparents' bedtime, but they were there, my aunt and uncle are there. And it was this big, you know, wonderful thing to visit family. However, our luggages did not arrive. We possibly were so early in the airport kind of boarding that for some reason their luggages did not make it into the plane. So we get there, we wait, and then I knew, so we're landing, you know, day one. I knew the next morning I was supposed to travel to a different city straight to the hospital for surgery, okay? We didn't have a lot of time to wait for our luggage to come, but there's nothing you can do. It's late at night. So my sister and I exit to see the family, only carrying tiny backpacks. Everybody's looking, thinking, where is your luggage? So of course we had to joke that we travel light. 
which for my sister was true, but not for myself. And they knew that. Um, so we explain what happened and off we go. So again, we have all this extra space in the car because now we don't need two vehicles, but that's that's okay. The next morning, the luggages don't arrive as they're supposed to. And we couldn't leave for the hour and a half drive up to this other city where the hospital was located until we had our stuff. So it was one of those situations that you're just like, it's just like stressful and you're waiting for things to come. But fair enough, around, I think it was like about one time in the afternoon, the stuff arrives and we immediately take off to this other city. We get there and I had to go to this triage process into this little clinic before I could actually head to the hospital. It was a little bit different than what I was expecting. So here I go into this clinic with my passport because I didn't even have my, you know, ID anymore for my Brazilian years. So they're just looking at this passport, the weirdest thing. But anyways, they accepted that as ID. And at that time, they just said, yeah, you have to go wait in here. The ambulance is going to come and take you. I still had this massive suitcase, right? Like from an international flight. That's all I had. And same for my sister. So I remember my family. We put the luggage on the hood of the car outside of this clinic. We unzip and start pulling clothes. Like they're actually doing that in my behalf. I didn't... I had no say in this whole thing. So they're pulling stuff and clothes and packing me a bag to go into the clinic to be taken by an ambulance to the hospital. Sounds like a joke, but it is not. So then the ambulance comes and my sister comes with me because they allow her to stay with me for the duration of everything. And we're sitting inside this ambulance. Nobody told us where the seatbelts were. We're hanging on for dear life. And, you know, if you know anything about Brazil, the streets are not straight. They're curves and they're up and down and all this elevation. So the trip inside the ambulance was probably more dangerous than anything I had done for the last 10 years of my life. But we make it in one piece. So we get there. And at that time, it was hours and hours into the day, and we were both so, so hungry. And you can imagine that everybody's more concerned about getting us there, and we didn't necessarily plan for food and supplies because it was the biggest rush. It was like one thing after another. So we get there, and the kitchen at the hospital was closed because it was too late in the evening at that point by the time we made it through all the you know steps that I just described and the only option was for my uncle to go get his food somewhere and mind you my uncle is the surgeon <laughs> okay he married into the family but he was our my surgeon and he goes to Brazilian McDonald's believe it or not and at that point, my sister was a vegetarian and I, you know, lived a healthy lifestyle. We didn't necessarily eat McDonald's and fast food, especially before surgery, but also didn't drink pop for a while. So there he comes with this burger and pop. And I remember we took like great photos of me drinking like pop from two straws before surgery, just like, just for fun. But that was all we had to eat. So that was the first experience I had 
of having gratitude for something because we were so hungry that otherwise in my holistic background, I would have judged, oh, this is not healthy, right? But at that time, it was food and that was good enough. And it actually tasted really good because we ate gratitude. That was like the first step I took towards really feeling that the power of what can happen in our heads can truly change our physiology. Now, the last little bit of the funny part of the story was the next day, surgery day, when I woke up, the nurse left water by my bedside, but didn't advise not to drink it before surgery. So I woke up in the morning like normal and I had a glass of water. So by the time that surgery time comes and they asked me, had you had anything to eat and drink? I said water, which they thought I was joking, but I wasn't. Uh, which meant I had to delay the surgery by a whole hour, okay? And that is really because of that unfortunate, fortunate delay, the things, the, the gratitude piece really started to unfold for me. So as, you know, the nurse comes to take me and I'm there on the stretcher going into, the, yeah, the surgery area of the hospital, that part I don't fully remember too well, but I remember the male nurse looked at me and at that point I was already from the time I woke up that day I was different I felt different it was like I was going into this incredibly difficult surgery it was a neck fusion right so I knew there was a chance that if something did not go right I could have been paralyzed so it was big enough but there's something about that day that was a little bit surreal it was almost like I was half there, half not. It was very, it's hard to even explain. And as the male nurse is willing me to the location we were headed, I remember he asked me, I have never seen somebody so happy going into a procedure like yours. And the words that came out of my mouth, and I don't even recall why I said them, but the words came out of my mouth to him were, I have been waiting for this day for a very long time. And then tears came out of my eyes. And mind you, this is 2012. And I had at that point been going through quite a few years of significant chronic pain. I had an average of five to six migraines per week. And I was getting to a point that I wasn't able to feel parts of my body. Sometimes it was one arm, the other time was the other arm. Like it was just a situation that it was kind of like I knew I was physically trapped into my body when things didn't work, when pain was unbearable, even though my mind was sharp and ready to rock and roll, my body was not, right? And it was one of those situations that you can only understand, I think, if you kind of had experienced some sort of physical discomfort because from the outside looking in, I looked fine, right? Because everything happening was very much pain-related, muscle-related. It was very internal at that time. And people looked at me and I looked healthy and, and good. And when you live with pain for so long, you learn to cope with pain and you're able to tolerate it at such high levels that you're just in a way, able to almost hide it. Even if it's not intentional, you just make it part of your reality. And that kind of was 
I think what had happened with me. But when he said that and those words came out of my mouth, I started to contemplate, well, that is true. So I get to where I'm headed. And of course, they asked the question about the water. And I am told that you have now to be kind of set aside and we have to wait about an hour before it's safe to operate on you. And they asked me, do you want anything? Do you want to, you know, just like sleep or do you want to do anything? And I said, I, I was totally fine just waiting because I am in this weird state that I'm there, but it's almost like I'm in this high state of meditation, even though I wasn't trying to do anything. Anyways, so I have this hour that probably fell more like 20, 30 minutes. I don't know. Maybe they did give me something to sleep, but I'm in that waiting in that limbo. And that is the time that I can with certainty tell you that I experienced for the first time what I believed true gratitude feels like. And the experience for me, the best way that I can describe it is that one, I feel completely without control of what was about to happen to me, right? I knew I couldn't control the outcome of the surgery, but I also felt that I didn't have to. For the And this coming from a control freak, perfectionist, like somebody that wants everything, or at least I've always wanted everything to go according to plan, according to what I thought was the right outcome. And I'm sitting there waiting, consciously waiting for something that was basically the most out of my control thing I've ever had to do in my life. But the other thing, and I think that's really what the big hitter was for me, is that for that moment in time, I was absolutely okay with things going perfectly right and terribly wrong. And I don't know why I got to that moment of contemplation, but as I was lying there, I was just so content that whatever was supposed to be, would be, that whatever outcome came out of it, I was truly okay with it. I wasn't thinking about myself and my career and the people and the schooling. and the, I just didn't. It was almost at that point in time, the only thing that mattered was that moment. And for that moment alone, I was so grateful to be right there at the exact circumstance with this crazy story of getting to the hospital, missing my husband, but still knowing how much he loved me and how much he was caring and waiting for me. I was in the state of bliss that I call gratitude. And I truly felt that the good and the bad that could come were at that moment in time, absolutely equal, absolutely neutral. And I remember that I had those tears of gratitude coming down my face. And it was the most transformational moment in my life because it was the beginning of everything. It was the beginning of opening up room in my throat. That's the piece that was that they had to remove. It was, you know, between my uh, C5 and C7 in my neck. It was the opening up of my speaking, my voice. It was the opening up of a very difficult healing journey that really humbled me in thinking I could just go back to work in two weeks when, in fact, 
that did not work so well for me. It was the beginning of a lot of learning and a lot of change in my career and perspectives and, and all of the above. But even though those are wonderful outcomes from it, the moment that we never forget, it was just those 20, 30 minutes in which I had this incredible contemplation of the neutrality of things and how my mind was in full acceptance of both sides and how to me that's translated into this, you know, pouring of gratitude that physically rushed through my body and it resulted in those tears of being in such a beautiful state. So that is the little story that I wanted to share with you. Now, if you like just an extra little tiny funny piece, I also had, I delayed the surgery further, not knowing, but this is after I was already out of it. But I had, I decided to buy and wear this beautiful, shiny, glittery nail polish uh, for surgery. So I did my nails just before myself, but just before, you know, going to Brazil. And it so happens that the rubbing alcohol that they had at the... Um, Brazilian hospital was not enough to remove my polish. And of course they needed that removed so they could actually, you know, put a little thing that they put on your finger um, to monitor me. So they had to sand it down. So I woke up and my, you know, uh, nail was sanded down so they could take the polish off and apparently delay the surgery like by an extra hour or something crazy until they could figure it out what to do with it. So yeah, so it was, you know, my intentions were not to create as much chaos as apparently I did, but it was this almost comical situation. If you think about it, you know, it was the scariest thing I've ever had to do. And at the same time, it was this, I don't know, almost like this movie, like almost like a joke. If you're someone looking to do things differently when it comes to your weight release journey, to learn how to propel the right mind shifts so that you can actually get to a place of gratitude and learn how to release excess weight naturally and effortlessly, then I invite you to apply for the weight release shift. In this wonderful program, I teach women how to transform how they look at food, what is happening to their hormones, especially as they age towards and beyond menopause, and how to eat naturally to not only nourish your body, but also to get your wellness goals. Getting to a true place of gratitude and making the necessary mind shift is an incredibly important part of the process and I teach you all of it inside this program. So to check it out and see if this is right for you, visit naturallyjoyous.ca slash release and I'm also going to add the link to the show notes and I will be happy to jump on a call, chat with you, see if we are the right fit for each other and I'm very excited to welcome you to join our program and our community. So if you're interested or curious, go to the link below and I look forward to getting to know you better.
So the way that I like to kind of, you know, close and put things into perspective here is this whole concept of gratitude and how healing gratitude can actually be. And from the studies that I have done over the years and following a lot of the principles of Dr. Don Demartini that I mention often in a lot of my talks and the things that I bring to the table, the concept here is that gratitude is the state in which the mind can transcend. And that happens because we're able to, in our conscious mind, bring that which is unconscious to the conscious side, to the forefront, to the point that we're able to see both sides fully, to the point that our mind is able to quantify that they're always equal, meaning there's always the same amount of challenge than support, no matter what happens, no matter what you do, no matter what it is. And that initial concept for me was almost painful <laughs> to contemplate because, you know, when you come with perceived traumas or when you come to life with, you know, the 15 plus years of significant pain that I was under, it is very difficult when someone comes to you and tell you, yes, you're not grateful because you're not seeing the other side, right? We always hear that there's two sides to every coin and two sides of the magnet, and I get that. However, when something is super painful and very difficult to us, it is very, very difficult to actually see both sides and in a way, be able to equalize them. And this is not a philosophical exercise. This is a, a very intentional, you know, write it down using your motor cortex exercise to get to that point. But essentially, the methodology that John teaches is that by being able to get consciousness in both sides, by being able to bring the unconscious to the forefront so your brain can see all the sides, that is a way that we can neutralize that perceived, say, negative emotion and get to that state of deep transcendental gratitude. And the reason I'm sharing the exercise he teaches with you is because that exercise has changed so many lives. And it is a nice little introduction to the work uh, if you are curious about it. So here is sort of like the way to approach it, at least an initial way to approach it. You pick a situation that you perceive that you're either not getting what you want or a situation that something that you did not want happened. So you pick a situation um, that has been a trigger for you, okay? So for the sake of an example, let's pick lack of confidence, okay? So let's just say you perceive that you lack confidence and you perceive that that is a bad thing because it has prevented you from doing all sorts of things for your life and your career and your relationship. So that is a great example. So the process would be that it would take a sheet of paper and you would actually make sort of like a cross in the middle. So you're split it into four quadrants, and on the very first quadrant, you are to write down, and I like, you can type it, but I like to do it by hand. 
you're going to write down all of the drawbacks of having lack of confidence. On the next quadrant, you're going to list all of the benefits of having lack of confidence. Then on the third quadrant, you're going to write down all the drawbacks if you do not have confidence issues. And on the last quadrant, you're going to list all of the benefits if you do not have your confidence issues. So as you can see, the exercise takes that trait, action, or inaction that you selected, and it looks at it if it had happened and if it had not. And in both scenarios, it looks at it from all the positives and all the negatives. So if you can see here, it's looking at it from all different perspectives, right? And mind you, as you're making that list, we're looking for 20, 30, 40, 50 reasons per quadrant that this exercise will take you a little bit of time. And it's very typical at the beginning that there's going to be a couple of blank quadrants there. So if you perceive that lack of confidence is a bad thing, it's going to be very difficult, likely, for you to see all the benefits of it. So usually, and I have asked Dr. Demartini this question personally, and he will say, just be accountable, be committed, and look at it from all different sides. Look at it from your career, from your finances, from your relationships, from, you know, your social life, and from, you know, your friendship, and from spirit, from a place of spirituality. Because for example, if you had tons and tons of confidence, you could have possibly gotten yourself into situations that were not right for you, right? Potentially being more shy and having to work harder on getting there, you may actually have opened the right doors for you as opposed to potentially the wrong doors, or you could have become the talk of the town because people could have misunderstood you. So look at it, dig deep and look at it from different angles that you may have not considered before because when you do and when you start to see that whatever traits you perceive as negative is simply because you have not been aware of the positive sides of it because everything is the perfect, everything is an equilibrium of both sides, we're just not capable of seeing the other side. That, in my opinion, is your golden ticket to gratitude land. And the good thing about it is that when you are in the, you know, the state in your mind that you can transcend the, you know, the little stories that we play here and you tap into gratitude and you get this rush that I described and you get the tears in your eyes and you get this bodily reaction to gratitude, that is such a powerful healing energy that can free you. And that is true if you are in a weight loss journey, if you are somebody that struggles with, you know, overeating or you have addictions or, you know, intense cravings or all sorts, or you have real emotional trauma in your life that you've been working on for a very long time. This is a, this is a journey. I'm not at all implying this exercise is easy, but it's probably one of the most important tools you can actually learn and implement in your life. Because every single day, there's gonna be new challenges, new opportunities, and 
if you're either in fantasy land, you're gonna have fears and frustrations, or if you're always putting yourself down, you're also missing out on a lot of life. And there's nothing more beautiful than living your life from the place of equilibrium, from the place of gratitude, of acceptance of ourselves. And this is something very important to me and something that has been an, a huge part of transforming my life. And I really hoped to share that with you today. So I hope you enjoyed and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.